Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. Hi, Brendan. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? It's great to be here, Elijah. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine, too. You know, oftentimes I love to talk about the essence of this show, of which um, it is basically about inviting triumphant guests, guests who have um, passed through one thing or another, and they came out of it triumphantly. Why is that? The reason is we believe that in our audience there might be someone somewhere who is stuck up in that same situation that her guest came out of triumphantly. Okay, so within the next 15 minutes, Brendan, can you talk to us about the story, the challenges, and how you came out of it triumphantly? And after that, I've got some questions for you. Let's get started. Absolutely, Elijah. Happy to, happy to share that. So, so what's the background behind my life? I grew up in a city called Montreal in Canada. And for those who don't know, it's a city where you need to know how to speak French to do really well in. And it's a language I wasn't fluent in, Elijah. So most of my life, that was challenge number one. Whenever I'd go up on a classroom or I'd share ideas with other students, I didn't really know how to speak French. So I'd go up on a stage and go, uh, bonjour. So I was deathly afraid of communication most of my mm. life. Mm. The second big challenge I had is I have a physical disability in my left arm. It's mm. crooked because of an accident I had at birth. So every time I would share an idea or give a classroom presentation, people yeah. would always look at my arm. They wouldn't look at my face. And it always mm. caused me a lot of anxiety. And then the third big challenge is I studied in accounting which has nothing to do with the expertise I had today. So I had a lot of imposter syndrome to be the, the person I am today. You know, the fact that you are here today is something that I am excited about. And I know this is going to be so interesting. Okay, so the very first question. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. So he says, um, what is the biggest challenge with public speaking? You know, someone who um, has got the opportunity to talk publicly and like, what is the biggest challenge such can ever experience or expect? Let's have it. Yeah, for sure. It's a great question, Elijah. You know, what, what I would say is the biggest challenge, in my view, is people don't practice consistently enough because they're not motivated. A lot of people think fear is mm. the number one challenge mm. of speaking. I don't think it's fear. And mm. the reason I don't think it's fear is yeah. because there's so many things in our life that we've accomplished with fear. Dating mm. people, uh, getting our first job, having <laughs> kids, starting a That's family, true. starting a business. Mm. We did all of those things scared. Whereas mm. with speaking, we use that as an excuse not to speak. Whereas the way I think about it is a question that I'll pose to your audience, which is, how would your life change 
if you were an exceptional communicator? If you're really mm-hmm. good at speaking, how would it change your life? And a lot of us don't really think about that question. Amazing. Okay, the second one. What should we start practicing tomorrow for public speaking? For sure. Okay. So the, the way I think about this, Elijah, is that communication yeah. is a complicated subject. It's like juggling 18 balls at the same time. So one of those balls is body language. One of them is posture. One of them is smiling. One of them is veering our voice. Another is pacing. So it can get really complicated really quickly. So the way I think about it is I ask myself, what are the three easiest balls to juggle in the air? That's it. What are the three easiest balls to juggle in the air? And I'll give you the first one. I'm happy to share the others if you want. The first one is the random word exercise. Take any word you want, like phone or igloo or xylophone or wall or the color white, and give a 60-second presentation out of thin air on that topic. And if you do this a few times a day, and you do a tissue box or a ward, and you give a presentation, you'll get really good at the random word exercise really fast. So I encourage people to do that a few times a day, and you'll get a lot better at speaking without preparation. Amazing. Because, you know, this topic is a very important one, and it is going to be helpful, I believe so, because I've heard of cases where that lady got um, the opportunity to be employed in a very big company, but she lost it because of her inability to be able to speak publicly. So I believe there are still some people like that who um, are going to um, get such great opportunity in the future, and they lack um, that. Um, how would I put it, ability to be able to speak confidently in public. So that's why I mentioned earlier that it is, this podcast is going to help them. It's a very important topic. Okay, so let's talk about um, online. Okay, how can, take for instance me, how can I present better online? Let's say I want to make some presentations online. Yeah, how can I go about it? Okay. Yeah, for sure, Elijah. And I, and I I'm, I agree, you know, communication is a big challenge. So yeah, you're right. Hopefully it's a help for, for the people listening to this. So there's three main differences between virtual and online, excuse me, in person and online. Let's talk about that. The first one, Elijah, is eye contact. So when you're in person, you want to move your body around to look at the different people in the audience. But when you're online, whether you're speaking to 10 people or 10,000 people on a Zoom call, you only have to look in one direction, which is the camera lens. Camera, yeah. So when you look at the camera lens, it gives the illusion that you're looking at everybody directly into their eyes. So that's tip number one. Always keep your eyes on the camera when you're presenting online. Number two is energy. Let's face it, Elijah. It's a lot easier to show up with energy when there's people around you. Because you're more accountable. You wake up in the morning, you have to shower, you have to give people high fives. You take the presentation more seriously, so you have more energy. Whereas in online, I'm literally talking to you alone in my basement, right? There's nobody else here. So how do you bring the energy? Advice is simple. Get better in person. 
bring more energy in person and transfer as much of that energy as possible back online. That's number two. Number three is audience. So when you're speaking in person, let's say you come to one of my presentations, Elijah, and I'm presenting, and you have some feedback for me. It's really easy for me to get the feedback. You're right in front of me. You're right there. So I just go, hey, let's get some lunch. I want to hear what you think, Elijah. But that doesn't work in online because the Zoom call just ends. The Riverside just ends. You can't interact with people after. So the advice with online is you really want to start DMing your audience and say, hey, let's get on a call. I would just want to hear more from you. I want to take your advice. I want to learn for what you have to say. And that's how you really get the feedback you need to make your presentation better. Mm, mm, mm. Amazing. This is full of so much insight, I tell you. <laughs> I'm so I am, glad. I am learning. Amazing. Okay. Well, we still have some questions here. Okay. Um, okay, what about um, group presentation? How um, can one present in group presentations? You got it? For- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Elisha. So so group presentation, just so people are clear on this, means that when you present with other people, so it, you're not alone anymore. You have like a team that you're presenting with. How do you master those group presentations? Three strategies. Number one, even when you're not talking, you're talking. What does that mean? That means, let's say me and you are giving a presentation, Elisha, together, and I'm done speaking. And you start talking, but instead of listening to you, because I've heard your presentation 50 times because I helped you practice it, I'm looking at the sky, I'm looking at my watch, I'm thinking, ah, oh, what's for lunch? And I'm not paying attention. I'm telling the audience something. That's the audience true. who's sitting there is going, well, Brendan spent three months with Elijah to build this presentation. If he doesn't care about what Elijah has to say, I really shouldn't care either. So the first tip is even when you're not speaking, you are speaking. So always smile, nod, pay attention. It goes a long way. That's one. Number two is leverage strengths for success. I found the best group presentations, the, the leader of that team is really good at saying, what are you the best at? What are you the best at? What are you the best at? And then they take on the hardest parts of the presentation. And the reason is because in group presentations, you're only as good as your weakest link. So if three of you are excellent, but the fourth one bombs and it's horrible, the whole presentation goes out the window. So it's important for you to make sure everyone is aligned and give them all the right tasks. That's two. And three is having a clear system for Q&A. Elijah, you could have the best presentation in the world, but if you contradict each other, you mess up the Q&A. Q&A just means when they ask you questions at the end. It calls into credibility your whole presentation. People go, wait, if Brendan and Elijah are disagreeing on this fundamental point of the presentation, I don't think I should trust what they told me 30 minutes ago. So you need a clear system. So the advice is before your presentation starts, get in a room and brainstorm. Hey, Elijah, what do you think are the 10 questions that our audience is going to ask us about this? Hey, Brendan, what do you think are the 10 questions? And we all come up with the answers together. So we're all united when the presentation starts. Amazing. <laughs> you know, I am sincere right now. I dare you. I am learning. 
And I know for surety that anyone who is going to be listening to this podcast, they are actually going to learn amazing stuff. Because, oh no, this is such a great privilege to have you on the show, impacting us with such great knowledge. I dare you. <laughs> okay, we've got two questions left. <laughs> okay, so, mm, okay. Let's talk about um, exercises that we can use to practice communication. Can you mention some exercises to practice communication? Absolutely. Okay. For sure, Elijah. And the ple- the yeah. privilege is mine, by the way. Thanks for having me on the show. So let's go back to the easy threes, right? So the first ball, random word exercise. Take any word that you want. Phone, uh, igloo, ice, uh, potato, and create presentations. Let me give you two other ones. The second one is, I call it the birthday video message. So here's what you do. You make a list of your top 10 or 20 friends. You ask them when their birthday is, and you put their birthday in your Google Calendar or any calendar you use. If you're on Apple, use Apple Calendar. It doesn't matter. iCalendar. It doesn't matter. And then on their birthday, you send them a video message. You could put a birthday hat on if you want. You could do it without the hat and just wish them happy birthday in a video message. I think I'm, I, I only know one person besides me, Elijah, who does this consistently. I send out 100 to 150 of these video messages every year. And mm. even if you're a horrible communicator, people really love it. They go, wow, this person cared enough to send me a video message. This is so cool. And people will feel really special. That's exercise two. Mm. Exercise three, the question drill. We get asked questions all the time in our life, Elijah. Like the questions you're asking me now. Yeah. But you could probably guess this is not the first time I'm answering these questions. Yeah. I've probably mm-hmm. answered these questions that you're asking me now maybe 400 times in my life. Mm. That's why I'm so good at answering them. Not because yeah. I'm special, not because mm. I'm important. It's because I practiced the question. So for most of you listening to this podcast, you probably won't be interviewed on a podcast. So for you, the advice is more when you're being interviewed for a job. What is the most common question you get asked in a job interview? Tell me about yourself. Most mm. of us, Elijah, we don't yeah. practice for that question. We mm. just show up True. and go, oh, you know, I didn't think of that. It's like, what are you guys <laughs> doing? Like, True. you want a job? Hundred, like, unless you live in a different country, maybe they ask you something different. But yeah. in 99% of cases, they I will do. ask you, tell me a little bit about yourself, your experience, yeah. your life. What made you apply to this job? My goodness, Elijah, if you're not practicing that for five minutes every single day, you're doing this wrong. So, yeah, that would be my advice. Amazing. Okay. Um, To round it up, let us talk about um, Master Talk. Where did the idea come from? Yeah, for sure, Elijah. So, So the idea for Master Talk came from college. So when I was studying in accounting, I just found a passion and love for communication because I was helping a lot of the professional teams professional teams as in student teams to win a lot of these presentation competitions. And I always loved coaching. I never thought it was a profession. I didn't even know you could have a career in this. But then when I finished college, I said, huh, some, one of my students came up to me and he said, how did you learn how to talk, Brendan? And I didn't really know the answer, Elijah, because I was a Brooks student. I couldn't afford Toastmasters. I didn't really have a coach. So I said, okay, maybe YouTube videos. And I started watching YouTube videos on the subject that was available at the time in 2019, 2018. And I was like, man, these videos aren't really good. And I just had the naivete to think I could do better. 
So I just said, you know what? No one's creating these videos for free, and I'm glad you're appreciating this conversation. That's why I started Master Talk because I, I I felt a lot of the tips people were sharing in my industry were really general. It's like uh, be yourself, jump up on the stage. I was like, that's not practical. Like Elijah can't implement that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's that's what made Master Talk Master Talk. And then I got really lucky. I met the right business partners. A lot of executives. I coach a lot of C level executives today, middle management. Uh-huh. I just do these to give back to society and stuff. And then those are the guys who who pay me the big bucks to to make the content free for the world. Yeah, and that's yeah. the story. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> okay, so um, what would you like to say in conclusion to anyone who is limited? Um. From moving forward, maybe him and had some big stuff, some vision, and just because he or she cannot speak publicly, the confidence is not there. So it has created a barrier. You, you get it? So what would you like to say to such person or people? Let's get it. Absolutely. For sure, for sure, Leslie. You know, my message would be a really simple one. Remind yourself how powerful you already are. You know, one of the exercises that my coach made me do is called the impossible log. So the impossible log is when you write down your five biggest accomplishments so far in your life. So everyone listening to it, if there's one thing you do today, do that exercise. Let take out your phone, write down five accomplishments that you're the most proud of in your life. Whether it's raising beautiful children, whether it's starting a business, whether it's getting your first job, whether it's getting admission to college. It doesn't have to be this big thing. You don't need to be Barack Obama here. Right, just to like do something that you're happy with, yeah. and when you look at that list, Elijah, yeah. especially when I looked at mine, I was like, "Wow, I actually did a lot in my life already," <laughs> and that really motivates me to go. Well, if I could do this, yeah. I think I could do that. Like when I started Master Talk, it was well, if I'm coaching these students, I think I can make videos. But now that I'm making videos and I'm having some success, it's like, well, if I can make these videos, I could probably get a million subscribers on the mm. channel. And then when I get to a million, it's like, well, if I can get to a million, I could probably get to five million. And mm. that's how the cycle works. Mm. Dan Sullivan calls this focusing on the gain, not the gap. A lot of us, we focus on the gap. Oh, I'm not good at speaking. I'm, I have an accent, Brendan, African accent, Indian accent. I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, what about the reasons that you can do this? Right, like if I could do this, I have a crooked left arm. I started coaching a C level executive, CEOs of companies when I was twenty two and I have a bachelor's degree in accounting. I think I think the world can do a lot better than me. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so very much, Ben. So that's gonna be the end. Okay. Let's say someone wants to get in touch with you. How can that be possible? Do you have a means where can be reached upon? Okay. For sure, for sure, Elijah. So my Instagram's been growing a lot. You can check out my YouTube channel too, but Instagram, I think, is where a lot of people are gravitating now. And that's just a master your talk. Master okay. your, yeah. Y-O-U-R, talk. Go there on Instagram. You'll find everything that you need from me. And the second way to keep in touch is I do a free workshop, Elijah, for the world. Everyone's allowed to attend this. Okay. I do this every two weeks. It's a Zoom oh. call. It's absolutely free. And it's me live on a call for 90 minutes. And you'll see oh. me coach a lot of people for free on that call. So if you want oh. free coaching, go to rockstarcommunicator.com and just sign up for the next one. That's beautiful. What a great offer. Thank you for that. Okay, so that's going to be the end of the show. Thank you for honoring the invite. It means a whole lot. For sure. Thanks for having me.
Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.